Welcome everyone to another episode of my Mid Moms and More podcast. I am so thrilled today because we're going to listen to the dad's perspective. Usually advice and perspectives are presented for parents, but mostly moms or mom's point of view. And today we're going to focus a little bit on dads. During my book signing recently at the mid store, I had a dad that came up to me and said, what advice do you have for dads? And honestly, I had to think about it for a bit. And so I thought it would be a great opportunity to have two dads that I know really well to give us their perspective. Of course, podcasts are based on my book, A Yosemite Mom's Journal, available at the mid store. So welcome to Carl Smith and my husband, Jeff. Welcome, Carl and Jeff. Thanks. Thank you. Good Thank you. Here. I thought we'd just uh, let you run a little bit wild and introduce yourself, how we got kind of got to know each other and let... Carl go first since he's younger, I think. Ouch. And then Jeff right, can go. Right out, out of the right out of the gate, yeah, just, Jeff. Oh, right under the bus. So there you go. <laughs> Thanks. But it's not forgotten. But no, it's not right, forgotten. exactly right. Uh, <laughs> forever it will last. Uh, so thanks. Glad to be here. Uh, yeah. So as you said, class of 20, uh, USNA graduate. Um, my daughter's at 25 at USAFA. I maintain two blogs, one about the Naval Academy, my kid the mid, and one about the Air Force Academy, my kid the cadet and have written one book, Anchored in Tradition, about the Naval Academy. I have notes on my daughter's adoption process in book form as well, and I'm hopefully working, knock wood, on another in-service academy parent book to be announced soon. That's great. That's great news. Yay. And Jeff? So we met in grad school. Yeah, not not, that that far far back, honey. Yeah, I am the parent of a 20 grad, a 17 grad, and the Notre Dame Navy RTC. I've been along on this journey with Anne as she's written her book and spoken and just really have had an opportunity to meet more parents in similar situations. Why don't we jump into I-Day because I was there for I-Day and there were some parents and of course, teary moms, which there always are, but there were some teary dads too. Mm -hmm. And the class of 2026 is just beginning their plebe summer. And I think between Carl and Jeff, there are polar opposite almost Mm -hmm. experiences. What are some memories and feelings as dads that you remember about beginning your journey at USNA? Do you want me to start that, Annie? Go ahead. Like you said, our, our, our journey started off as ugly as possible. Um, partly because we weren't, we weren't prepared and our plea wasn't prepared for what we were going up against. And so my main memory of I-Day is it was my worst day as a father, like not even close, 100%, the absolute worst. And feeling like I somehow had to kind of take this hurricane and bring it under control and just kind of get everybody to the end of the day. And that's about the best thing I can say is my son stayed there and I got my family back home. And that was about as good as it could get. The split experience that we had was, you know, we're walking around the yard after dropping him off. And it's, it's the greatest day ever. You know, everyone's telling you how great the class was. Oh, 2020 was the most competitive cycle. This is the best class or the greatest kids. You think, oh, this is fantastic. So you're sitting there, the blue angels fly over your head and they're, they're doing the oath of office. I'm thinking, this is in fact the greatest day ever. Then my son comes back, his eyes are red, his voice is shaky. And the first thing he says is, I don't know that I can do this. His, his mother starts crying uncontrollably. His sister like grabs onto him in this bear hug. Oh. And now I'm like, okay, 
you're, you're, my mind is, is flailing because my first thought is, you're right, let's get the hell out of here. Let's go home. Let's pack it up and we don't need to be here. We can go back home and sit around the fire pit and play Madden all summer long. It's fine. Um, but that was that kind of moment where I felt like as the dad, I kind of had to take as much control of the situation as I could and um, try to get him back on track. And then from that moment, I knew once we got back home that we were in for the longest six weeks of our life. And as is not often the case, this time I was correct. And Jeff, our experience was kind of on the other side. And now, Carl, you you mentioned that you felt like you weren't prepared. Yeah. So is it because you didn't know uh, necessarily what you were getting into or? Everything I had read about I-Day to, to that point was, oh, it's going to be the greatest day ever. It's going to be awesome. Your kid's going to oh, love goodness. it. It's going to be fantastic. I'm like, oh, I, I'm an idiot. What do I know? Sure, it's going to be great. And <laughs> My son, who I love dearly, but would admit to you, he didn't prepare himself. You know, he, we have been so focused on getting him across the finish line and getting his appointment that I kept saying, here's stuff, you really should read stuff, be prepared. He's like, yeah, 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 I'm going to do that. And he was not. So he had spent that short window of the time from he graduated to the time he got there, just being told how awesome he is, you know, and right. So he okay, so when when did he when did he graduate from high school? Like in May, like May or June? June? It was June. I want to say he had about three weeks off before okay. I day. Okay. So then shifting a little bit of perspective, mm -hmm. and um, Jeff and I um, had a, a slightly different experience. Part of it is because my dad plugged me in with the South Florida Parents Club right away. Mm. So he put me in touch with the president of the club who grabbed me right away and started getting me involved. And right. I think had gotten his LOA in September. I think in October, we were already at meetings and she mm. had me working in the club. And then so many wonderful mentors that came around us. So, but that was my perspective. Jeff, what was your perspective? You know, it's it's interesting because I had no experience with the Naval Academy, had never been there, hadn't seen it. When I was in high school, I received my nomination to the Air Force Academy. And apparently depth perception is important when landing a plane. So they say. <laughs> so they, 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 they thought otherwise about me. So the Dodd verb was not my friend. And so I went to plan B. So all I knew was the Air Force Academy and and things involved with that. But I think what changed my perspective is our 17 grad had a candidate visit weekend long after he had received his appointment and his obviously his nomination, his LOA, all those things. So my first time ever on the Academy was his candidate visit weekend. Mm -hmm. And it was in January, I believe, mm -hmm. yeah. of his senior year. And I was just blown away. It's like you don't get the Naval Academy until you go there. And you, and you really see the, what's involved. So I think I warmed up to the idea more once I was there. I remember asking midshipman for directions. He's like, sir, ma'am, is okay if I accompany you and show you where it is? We're like, fantastic. And I remember the previous summer, us visiting an Ivy League school and we asked students where the library were and they're like, yeah, I don't know. And so it was just a whole different experience. <laughs> Not a good sign. Yeah, it wasn't a good sign. So I think for me, I didn't know. I don't have a military background. But it was just that sense of community. I think we had good mentors. And I think that made the difference. Really good mentors. Yeah. Had we not had mentors, it's it's like drinking from a fire hose. 
from a parent's perspective. And Jeff, that's a good point. And so let me build on that because you point out something important. So your son had an LOA in the fall. Mm-hmm. Noah didn't get his appointment until May 3rd. Oh, wow. So we spent so much time, speaking of Dodmer, you know, he, we went through that minefield for months. And um, when I did a picture book, for his plebe year, I have a screenshot of all the Dobmer rejections and there's about 15 of them. <laughs> oh, um, so that we were, that's the thing we were so dialed into, you know, you know, he's responding to emails and phone calls and doctor's appointments and finally getting that. So we didn't, that was all we were thinking about up until the moment, mm-hmm. you know, once he graduated. So then you make a great point that if I had advice for somebody going, I, and I've talked to parents whose kids are going through the application process, I tell them to consume everything you can. Like you can't just worry about getting in. You've got to take it all in. Otherwise you get smacked in the face like we did. Yeah, it's it's tough. But so uh, your son also had a your son had a candidate's visit weekend. See, Noah yeah, didn't our oldest, yeah. Yeah. Noah didn't do summer sem- didn't get summer seminar. Uh, okay. The only time we'd been to the Naval Academy was for a Boy Scout camping trip, I think when he was a sophomore freshman. Okay. So okay. there was no candidates weekend, there was no okay. summer seminar, n- none of that. We had been to the Naval Academy literally for that one weekend and that was it. So and that was it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he didn't get to go through the one hell day through summer seminar where he, they're getting yelled at. Right. And still, it's a a stressful day mm-hmm. for the kids because they're going through they're uh getting measured for everything and they're just getting moved around so quickly uh I, I remember my son I don't know if you remember Jeff but when he came back and we met at our spot after um the oath he was telling us all these stories of things that were going on but before he went to line up I saw a single tear come down from his eye, down his cheek. Oh my gosh, it broke my heart. But, you know, I had promised I wouldn't cry, so I didn't. And I, you know, I tried to like encourage him and he's like, I have to get back. And and it it was a heartbreaking day. But I think from our perspective, we were very prepared for it because of our mentors. So I think if anything, for the parents clubs that are out there and for parents that are coming in, I think try to find a mentor. Yeah. And I would say that's good advice now that they're, you know, the, the 26 is through I day, they're getting through that first week is if you feel like you're in the deep end and you can't keep to reach out to people like this is the time Like don't, um, I've told this story a million times, but, um, during plebe summer, there was a, uh, a a veteran mom who kind of took me under her wing and we were messaging back and forth on Facebook at times that, you know, multiple times a day she just kind of you know, held my hand through the whole process. And I don't know that I would have made it through if I hadn't had that. And she had no reason to do it other than that she saw a parent struggling. Um, so I, I mean, that's my advice would be if you're struggling, reach out to some parents and just ask for help. That's a great, that's great advice, yeah. Carl. That's yeah. absolutely great advice. And, and uh, Navy parents want to pay it forward. So mm-hmm. by all means do reach out to either admins yeah. or Carl or me, anybody that that's why, you know, I've always tried to be really honest about our experience. Um, You know, I actually, so what little foreshadowing, one of the interviews I did for my book, um, a Naval Academy grad, and she said, yep, 98% of it was awful. She goes, the 2% was worth it. But don't don't think this is because I think a lot of kids and I think my son did, they think they're going to Disney World. (laughs) Because you're the best of the best and you're the, you know, you're the greatest thing that ever happened. And they're going to, you know, you're going to have all these amazing opportunities and experiences. 
but um, you know, they're going to tell you when to brush your teeth and you know how to you know make your bed and all that. So right, yeah. And, and, and the only tower of terror is a ten meter platform right. have to go off. So you know, my son went through that, and um, I said to him, I said, "What do you think about that?" He said, "You know, it wasn't too bad, except he said, except you actually have time to think." Like usually when you go off a diving board, you're boom, you're in the water. He goes, you jump off and you're going, well, I'm going really fast. Here comes, the, you know, he goes, I wonder if I'm going to make it. I want to hit the bottom. You, know, you, know, you don't want to have to be able to think about it. But yeah, our son wore glasses, so he, it was blurry. So he oh, yeah. didn't see like the end of the board. He just kind of stepped off and uh, I don't think they want to do it again. They do have their moments of fun, but it, but it's, yeah. a, it's tough. That's why I've heard one man, I've heard a hundred of them say, it's a great place to be from. Yeah. And then you hear like all the admirals say, but it's a good place to be. You just have to like appreciate it, but right. it's so hard to appreciate it when you're in the middle of it. But anyway, so kind of pivoting from that, uh, what surprised you the most? And I'll start with Carl again. And then next time, Jeff, you get to go first. What surprised you the most about I-Day and Plebe Summer? The, the I-Day experience itself, that was the big shocker. I think the little thing out of Plebe Summer that, um, you know, I should have known and, and but didn't was um, just not being able to get to him or get something to him immediately. Mm. Um, so that, you know, that takes your, show, you know, at least in my case, I spend so much time with my kids, you know, because I work from home a lot, especially when they're in high school. So you know, we're constantly spending time together. You need something, you're right there to help them. That was a little bit of a shock to say he needs something you can't help him or talk him through something, you know, and not to be able to have the conversations, you know, you're getting a letter and it's that one-way conversation. You get a letter, you have to wait you, and, you know, a week passes before they get the letter. That I think that was tough. As someone who likes to talk as much as I do, um, it was tough to kind of not be able to do that. Yeah. I, and I, I remember uh, friends whose kids sent letters and said, get me out of here. This is horrible. Uh, what did I do? It's a big mistake. And then they read this letter and just completely beside oh. themselves and then the next letter that arrives it's like i love this place <laughs> well <laughs> it's really such a roller coaster you remember grant grant vermeer posted the picture of the first letter he ever wrote home and it's like mom please help me i just want to be happy and i <laughs> i said to him, we were doing a we were doing a, having a conversation i said so what did mrs mrs vermeer think about that one <laughs> <laughs> so it is just a moment in time though yeah it is and Jeff, how about you? What surprised you, like what, what one thing surprised you the most from either uh, I-Day or Plebe Summer? It's interesting because once you drop your son or daughter off, you don't see them till later in the day. Mm -hmm. So you get to absorb the spectacle mm -hmm. and you get to go to the mid store. You realize that the mid store is going to be your best friend for the next four years. And, and your credit card's worst enemy. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's tuition. It's tuition. It's like wolf in sheep's clothing. But but you justify it by saying, well, it's a lot cheaper than if I went to a mall. But it's right. still it's still the same part. So I think it was absorbing the spectacle, and there was a little bit of foreshadowing because our daughter got her picture with some of the detailers. And kidding around, we said to her, "Hey, in three years, this could be you." She's like. Pfft. I don't right. think so. And she's oh, in was, flight school in Pensacola. That now. was during uh, that was I day. That was during yeah. our oldest I yeah. day. She yeah. had a picture yeah. with four detailers. Yeah. And so is that aspect, I think it was just absorbing and not knowing what to say or not to say. It's not like you walk on eggshells, but how do you respond? Mm -hmm. And then I think what plebe summer made you realize is so many parents nowadays, we were just always available for kids. 
Mm-hmm. If we wanted to see their grades, we could go on the school portal. Right. If we didn't like how something was going, we could call up their teacher. We could call up their principal. We, there's all these things we could do. And all of a sudden, it's, you know, when we're bringing him in, we're at the midst of saying, what do we need to buy them? Well, they don't need anything. Well, right. surely he needs a toothbrush. Well, no, there's a toothbrush in his room. Socks and yeah. underwear? No, we got that covered yeah. too. Yeah. And it was such a weird experience. I'm like, we have it really easy compared to parents that actually have to go to Bed Bath and Beyond and other locations. Though there was a payback because our youngest turned down his appointment to do Navy RTC at Notre Dame. All of a sudden, we have a college registry at Bed Bath and Beyond. (laughs) I'm like, this is a different experience. So (laughs) it, it was that aspect. But I think when I look back, it really prepared us for when he was deployed. Yeah. We, there were months we didn't hear from him and we didn't know where he was. And you learned that no news was good news. So as much as plebe summer is allowing our mids to adjust to their new life, because if we were calling them every day, I think a lot more kids would drop. Oh yeah. And I know, I think a lot more kids wouldn't adjust. And you hear stories of parents that have worked out deals saying on Sundays, I'll be in the bathroom in the chapel downstairs and you can say hi to me. And wow. yeah, 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 but it's, I think it does a detriment because mentally the kids have to get ready. I mean, yeah. how many injuries are there the first morning of plebe summer? Because the kid doesn't realize they're six feet up in the air and there's no bumpers on their <laughs> bunk. All of a sudden I hear someone yelling and they jump out of bed and they have a six foot drop. And so there's kids on crutches, not because they got injured, because they got out of bed six feet high. <laughs> it's true. So I, I think with Plebe Summer, it was, you just don't know. And yeah. you want to be there and you want to listen. And thank goodness we had advisors that said, when your son calls, just listen. Yeah. Just listen. You see, you know, so um, interesting, you made a good point. But up until, up until they closed those doors, at least our experience was, it was the whole family. The whole family got accepted to the Naval Academy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But once those doors close, there's two very distinct tracks. Like they're going down the real path and we're along for the ride. And to your point, that's that's the difference. You're like, oh my gosh, all of a sudden, nobody wants to talk to me anymore. Like, no, you know, nobody, nobody administration is going to talk to you. Nobody in medical is going to talk to you. So it, I think that's, that's a little, that could be, a, that was a little jarring for sure. I think, I think that's probably as a parent, besides letting go. Mm-hmm. it's one of the hardest things to adjust to is that you're not part of their chain of command anymore. Mm-hmm. You're completely out. So unless they request for you to be able to see their grades, you can't see their grades. If yeah. they are not doing well, you can't uh, go to the soup. Absolutely not. Because yeah. you don't want your kid to stand out. Right. You can't talk to their company commander. You can't, you know, you're just yeah. out of the loop. You're right. So talking about being out of the chain of command, is there a memory that you found that might be funny or memorable? One of the funniest things was that the, the letters I found amusing because my it, it pains me. Neither one of my kids write very well, which is very difficult for me to handle. But um, so he has been forced to write. And the first letter was, I always say they were, they were, um, they were grim without being like dark. So it was very, obviously very difficult for him. Uh, the f- first, the, I remember the first letter opened with the line, I'd be lying to you if I told you I was enjoying this, enjoying this. Um, but we got a letter, a second or third one in, where it was this stream of consciousness 
where he said, you know, everything, this thing went pretty well. And I'm like, oh, this is going pretty well. He goes, oh, but you know what? I can't find, I can't find my stamps. Where are my stamps? And he's stream of conscious where he can't find his stamps. And then he goes, he went on to something else. He goes, oh, there they are. I'm like, like, like you're narrating this letter and you could tell that his mind was just <laughs> totally awesome. scattered. It was hilarious. So oh, that's awesome. There were some good, there were some good moments like that, I would say. Yeah. And I, I think in our case, especially with our eldest was he, he is a sarcastic writer. So there'd mm. be things in there and he would share stories like the first mail call, he got a letter from one of his friends mm. and he started to read it before he got back to his room and you're not allowed to do that. Oh. So a detailer made him stand on a chair and read the letter out, out loud with a pirate accent. <laughs> to everybody. To yes. everyone. Yeah. And yeah, so you, you hear those story. stories, our, our daughter shared, because she heard these things later and yeah. she shared a story where the light wasn't out and the detailers are like, well, why aren't your light out? And our daughter goes, sir, we were waiting for you to read us a bedtime story, sir. <laughs> and the guy had to step out of the room to laugh <laughs> so he could come back in right. and yell and yell. Yeah, it, it, it was kind of the point. So I think it was those things you hear. Yeah, It's weird because when your kid's having a good experience, but then you see other parents posting, it's not such a good experience. You almost feel guilty that your kid's doing okay. Yeah. And you want to temper it back. So it's kind of a weird paradox you go through on that. I say it all the time. Your experience is the right experience. Grant told me this once. He said, you know, everybody's there for their own reason. And we have this, some people have this, I think, misperception that all 1,200 of these people show up and they're all there for the same reason. They're all exactly the same. They're all whatever. And that's not the case. If your son or daughter is having a great plebe summer and, oh, this is what they've always dreamed of. They're loving every minute of it. Good. I think that's fantastic. But um, like you shouldn't have plebe envy. My son would tell you, you know, never again. If he knew then what he knew now, I don't think he would do it again. So, and then that's okay. Let's be honest. Some of them aren't going to finish plebe summer. It happens every year. And that's, that's just the way it is. It is. It's very true. And, and there goes my third motto that I cling to is ignorance is bliss. So it's almost better not to know. <laughs> yeah. The, the one thing that got Noah through I-Day, you know, when I talked to him, was, I told him, I said, they can't stop the clock. You know, yes. if you if you are if you've just had the worst 30 minutes of your life and that happened multiple times over plebe summer, you're 30 minutes closer to it being over. He and I've had discussion a number of times, whether if you had a, a crappy semester in high school, I'd say, look, it's 15 weeks. You can get through anything for 15 weeks. So that's been a mindset when there's been difficult times. So um that was the whole thing during plebe summer. And the other thing I told him was if something good happens, and I don't care if you got your favorite cookie at lunch enjoy every single bite of that cookie and like own that moment. He kind of lived moment to moment as opposed to some of these, some of the mids who were, you know, this is the best thing ever. And that's, you know, everyone has their own experience there. That's great advice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think for a lot of the kids that come in, it's, it's, it's a shock. And part of the shock is they were the star athletes, the star mm -hmm. students, the top of their class. All of a sudden they're feeling like I'm just average. Yeah. It's not that you're average, you're in the pros. Right. Every, everyone is good. Everyone deserves to be there. And yeah. so the level of competition just raises. But for a lot of kids, it's the first time they haven't won a race or it's the first time they weren't number one in a class or, or didn't get an A. Yeah. Or didn't yeah. get an A. Or got a D. Yeah. yeah. I mean, all those things come in. And so that's the culture shock. But I think, at least in my opinion, the best thing we could do as parents is listen and support. 
I was looking the other day and I'm seeing the pictures from this current plebe summer and I see people doing PT on the field and they're smiling. I'm like, they have to be paid actors. They're having way too much fun. Right. Cause I still remember our eldest when they were getting off the bus, there was these detailers and that's back when they yelled and this yeah. huge uh, first he goes, welcome to summer camp. We have arts and crafts later today. And you knew he was lying. Right. And, 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 and the whole thing was coming in. But to your point that you made earlier, Carl, that's what some people think. Oh, this is going to be fun. And we, yep. we, we, we get to play Navy and, yeah. and we get to do things. <laughs> it's like, no. No. Yeah, I, that, that, that happens a lot going with the, but I will tell you, um, so Katie is out at Usafa and she's been there for the, when the, this past I day. So she's a cheerleader. So some of the, the uh, incomings, you know, kind of had the little meeting and it's the day before I day. And she said, and Katie's very quiet. She's just kind of observed. She said she could see some of the upper class. She's like, oh, we can't wait to see you. We're very excited. And she said, I know full well, like on I day, these same people are going to just drop the bomb on these kids, you know? So, absolutely. So, question as a dad, because I know what I would tell a mom, but as a dad, when these things are happening, for example, when your son was saying, I don't want to be here, yeah. or when their plebe is struggling, or they're just not doing well, yeah. uh, or even in our case, when things were getting difficult, when there were challenges and adversity to overcome, uh, from a dad's perspective, mm -hmm. what would be your advice? What do you, what do you say? What do you do? It's interesting because everything we did to get to them to that point is what we could do. Yep. And that was a hard thing is, and I think what helped us was when we went to alumni hall, when the soup called, it was Admiral Miller at the time and said, land your helicopters. Yeah. We, we have your kids trust us. We have their best interests at heart, but that actually gave me a sense of comfort because I believed him mm -hmm. and he didn't do anything to ever betray that if that makes sense. A different experience when we dropped off our daughter three years later, of course, the news crews there, they're filming. And after I hugged her, she goes and hugs her mom. And you see me wiping away a tear yeah. because it, it, it impacted me differently. And of course, that's the video they showed all the plebes right. at her plebe summer. And they're like, Sean, is that your dad crying? <laughs> and, and I was like, there was dust in my eyes. It was windy. It's a high pollen count in Maryland. Yeah, the high pollen right? count, that's what it was. So I think that impacted me a lot more. Mm. But it was, again, there was just comfort in knowing, A, her older brother was there as a detailer that summer. Yeah. And speaking of funny stories, to go back, I remember during plea parent weekend, our daughter was with us and our son was there too. And he had to go back an hour before our daughter. And we're like, how come you have to go back so early? He goes well, we have to go back and take care of these children. And our daughter says, hey, we work hard too. He goes, you just have to go where we tell you and not die. We're doing all the work. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, he said he finally understood being a detailer, why his detailers were so grumpy and tired. Right. So yeah. as much as we as parents love to send those 800 care packages a week, yeah. It's the detailers that are delivering them. Yeah. 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 They have to actually carve time to go get that. Yeah. Jeff, I like what you said about the kind of everything we've done to this point. We've prepared them. Um, 
I've, I tried very hard once my kids got to high school not to be directive, to say like, you should do this or this is how you should handle that. But rather, um, here's what you should consider. Here's some things to think about. Um, and Susan Weisberg, who of course wrote the uh, excellent Chester Midshipmouse books, um, she used a great phrase. She said, everyone has that dark night of the soul. Okay. At some point they're gonna have, and it might just be a moment, it might be a week, it could be a day, whatever. And um, Noah's came in October. So he had been struggling, he got through the summer, it was okay in September, and then in October, it all caught up with him. And um, we had that conversation. And what I said to him was, listen, here's what you need to discern. You need to discern how much of what you hate is about being a plebe, how much of what you hate is about being at the academy, and how much you hate is about being at the Navy. And if it's all about being in the Navy, then check out because that's not going to change. If it's about being a plebe, you know, once the, the cap goes on Herndon, it's over. And he thought about it. And it was before he came home for Thanksgiving break, we had another conversation. He goes, I, he goes, I've really thought about it. He goes, and I think 90% of it is being a plebe. I said, well, there's your answer. Um, and I think that's that, like, so that was, you know, I just, when he would say things, it, I would keep asking questions and try to give him as much perspective as I can, um, because you know that's the best you can do. They have to make their own decisions, and they have to. They, only they know what they're up against, and I can only tell them, you know, from the outside what it looks like. So I, that I remember that conversation in October because he was, you know, he was really up against it, and that I think that's something parents should be prepared for. And I think the worst thing you can tell them is you can't quit. Like don't quit, don't give up. Uh, or even, you know, or to say, forget it, let's just quit right now. I think you have to let them kind of work through all that on, on their own. They will make mistakes. It's going to happen. And it's okay to make mistakes because you mm -hmm. learn from mistakes. And I like um, what you said, actually, about kind of laying out the options. Mm -hmm. These are things that you should consider. And I did find that, especially between plebe and youngster year, our role as parents definitely changed to what you're yes. talking about, where you're an advisor Mm -hmm. instead of being more involved in directive most definitely if you don't cut the cord they will cut it for you yeah i remember when our daughter decided she was accepting her appointment so mm -hmm. she also got an loa and got her nomination early so she knew but she hadn't committed she'd got mm -hmm. like all the kids they've gotten into really good schools they have mm -hmm. they have options and it was on her 18th birthday. We did kind of like when the kids reveal what like, college, reveal. like yeah. when uh, what school they're committing to with the yeah. athletes. Yeah, we ordered a t-shirt from all the colleges and yeah. we had them laid out <laughs> on the dining room table next to her birthday cake. Yeah, and so when it came time to come, she said, I made my decision. She picked up the Naval Academy one. But up to that point, we didn't know. And someone yeah. said to her, well, I'm sure your parents influence it. And her answer was, if my parents were pushing me to do this, and if you knew me, you knew I wouldn't be going there. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the thing. It's, it's her, her decision, her life. Yeah. Of course we have preference and things we want to do, but they're yeah. the ones who have to make the commitment. Whereas our youngest, he had his appointment and he had accepted it, but we knew Notre Dame was the dark horse. He had received his Navy RT scholarship, but Notre Dame didn't release till end of March, beginning of April. Mm -hmm. And we knew that was a dark horse. He spoke to a lot of people. He analyzed things, but he felt he was doing it because since his brother and sister did it and that was the best, he should be doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. And the advice we gave him is like, that's their path. What is your path? So three kids, three different experiences, and they all absolutely made their choice and their right choice. So in essence, it's really, as Carl said, 
taking on more of an advisor role, mm -hmm. letting them look at options. As you have said, Jeff, is really listening because a lot of times all they need to do is vent, right? And once it's yeah. off their chest, we're left a mess, but they're right. okay. They just need to get it off their chest. So just listening and encouraging them and really parents know their child. So mm -hmm. just kind of reading between the lines and offering encouragement and words of wisdom, like what yeah. you were talking about. Um, you know, and you, so you something, it's, it's two things on what you said, which I think it's interesting. One is um, a lot of times these kids haven't had the failures, like Jeff said. So they, as a parent, you might be hearing this kind of thing for the first time from your kid. Now I'm for good or ill, my son failed plenty. So I was used to those conversations. <laughs> so, um, but I, I, I think I just wrote this in my most recent blog post that you might be the only person they can dump on because mm -hmm. the rest of the plebes don't want to hear it because they're in the same deep water that you are. And the detailers certainly don't want to hear it. So unless you're in the chaplain's ear every day, you have no one else to dump on. Mm -hmm. So you, know, you might be that, you know, for those three phone calls that, that, you know, that precious 90 minutes, you might just have to sit there and, and just let them dump on you and mm -hmm. smile and nod and say, okay. And then, you know, have your own therapy later. Yeah, absolutely. I, I like to say that we give our children unconditional love. So it doesn't mm -hmm. matter what they do or what they say or don't do or don't say, we're still going to love them. And they yeah. know. So we become a lesser priority because of that, not because yeah. they love us less, but because they can, and yeah. their time is so limited and, and they, and they have that trust yeah. that they can tell us anything and they know it's going to stop there. And with that said, when your plebe tells you something, play Vegas rules, it stays there. Do yeah. not post it. No. Do not make it public. Do not take it anywhere. If you have a question, message privately, whether it's an admin right. or your battle buddy or your mentor, but do not betray that trust. No, um, agreed. Because that, some, that, that's, that's critical. Yeah. And I, something else I would say, Andy, is um, if, as a parent, if you think about it, our, the core thing we do as a parent is we give our kids what they need, right? Mm -hmm. And during plebe summer, that may be what they need from you is just that place to vent and dump. And that might be different than what you're used to. But um, if you think about your kind of our core mission as a parent, that's it. And that might be what they need for these next six weeks. And that will change after plebe parents weekend. And to your point, after Herndon and that, that youngster summer starts, it's going to change again. But for now, that might be what they need from you. Pivoting a little bit on that. Mm -hmm. letters are arriving if they haven't arrived soon. Mm -hmm. And you had mentioned letters, both mm -hmm. of you, um, any thoughts from a dad's perspective, what is good to include in a letter or how to help work through a letter that may not be as positive. Mm. Yeah. So Jeff, do you mind if I jump on that one first? Absolutely. Go. I, I have been very open and honest that I went way overboard during plebe summer. And it was very selfish because I wrote all the time because that helped me. Mm -hmm. So um, every week I was creating like this six page magazine for Noah. And every day I was sending him a card. Um, and sometimes a card, well, most of the cards were just like, it'd be a Bible verse, a quote, and, you know, a couple stickers, uh, you know, minion stickers or something stupid like that. Um, but everything um, 
was very lighthearted and it was very, you know, very simple. There was nothing, you know, I, I took the advice very seriously about like, don't tell them, don't tell them you miss them. Don't tell yeah. them you wish they were here. So it was just, you know, it was a bunch of jokes because I knew we needed jokes for child call and all that. So I, I put a bunch of jokes in there or random stories from around town, that kind of thing. Um, you know, and that's that. So the, the mail was was constant. Um, and the letters from him as far as and none of them were great. I mean, I'm not going to lie. There weren't any that I said, oh, my gosh, that was the best letter ever. Um, but I just took them as they, for what they were, they were moments in time. And again, if he was venting, he was venting. And frankly, if he didn't bring something up more than once in a letter, or he didn't bring it up again in a phone call, I just, I let it go. So he might've said, you know, this, this was a nightmare and I can't believe this and everything. And this is the worst that ever happened to me. If I didn't hear about it again, I figure, you know. It's done. He vented and he's done. And he's, and he's over, he's over it. Yeah. How about you, Jeff? For me, it was like just getting a window into what he was going through. Mm -hmm. And and I know we're going to talk a little bit about Waldo hunting, and, but it was kind of get an idea of what was happening and what he was going through with our daughter. I remember seeing a sweatshirt on someone once that said, don't annoy me or you'll end up in my novel. Our daughter was an English major. You will end up in the novel. And right. so she just has a very cool way of writing and expressing herself. Yeah. So for me, it was Fun. I think what helped us was we had the pre-printed postcards that he would send to us. Mm. And at one of the calls, he's like, we really don't have a, a lot of time to read everything. So mm -hmm. but everyone had an assignment. One sibling would send news stories. One sibling mm -hmm. would send music stories and, and things like that. Yeah, so I think that things that interested him, like current mm -hmm. events, because they needed to read news, right. all the detailers about it. And Jeff would send him jokes. Yeah, and, that, that, that was our role, yeah, dad the, jokes. Dad that, that was it. I think it's those little things you realize and you go back. At first, you're like, wow, they didn't make their bed before they left. And all of a sudden you were like, they didn't make their bed before you left. But I think those emotional <laughs> moments, there could be periods where it's just natural as a close family. Hey, let's all go out. Right. And it's not there. Yeah. You know, fortunately, our youngest made up and ate for him and his brother when we went out. So the food bill never went down. <laughs> but it was, but it was just those, I think that's where Pleep Summer hit me. Yeah. Was those moments when we weren't together as the five of us. Yeah. And then the four of us. Right. And then the three of us. Right. And all of a sudden I was, I had to walk the dogs because there's yeah. no kids to pawn that off on. Yeah. No, we used, we used to call it missing man formation. Like once yeah. he was yeah. in place. So, so we'd go, uh, you know, every, every 4th of July, we'd go over to Trenton to see the Trenton Thunder minor league baseball team to see the fireworks. And I can remember thinking like, you know, this is the first time we're here in missing man formation because it was always the four of us at that game, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, you're right. Those little things like that. And, you know, we go to Buffalo wild ones because we'd always go there after football games and um, you know, no one, I would always share an order of cheese curds and like you'd order them. I look like, I'm not going to eat all those. And, I, and all of a sudden the kid across the table wasn't there to eat three quarters of them, you know? Mm -hmm. So it is, it is those, those little moments when you, you miss that. And, and it's hard back to the letters. It's hard not to write that. Gee, I wish you had been there to see this, or wish you'd been there yeah. to see that. But it's so you really kind of have to steer those conversations to some to some other things. And sometimes, yeah, sure. like I said, yeah. it was I, I, Jeff. I don't kid myself. I know he didn't read all the stuff I wrote. I, I I'm sure of that. But I will, so this was kind of funny. Of course, they don't have enough time to do anything, and which is purposeful, right? They give them more than they can do. Mm -hmm. So I find that like 
when do you find time to write? He goes, to be honest, I go to the bathroom and I, I sit down and that's where I can write. He stuck the <laughs> notebook down the back of his shorts and came, sat down and wrote. And he goes, that's the only place the details would give me like an extra 30 minutes was in the bathroom. So they, they always figure it out. Yeah, that's funny. I think I'm, I think it was my oldest never had time to write, although the detailers would tell them to sit down and write. Yeah. So I think he would like uh, sit by the window because his, his quarters faced the chapel. So there was some light that did come in. And so he would write some of his letters by the yeah. light of the window because they couldn't have their, their lights on. So right. one more letter thing. Oh, okay. The right. funniest letter we got oh, gosh. during plebe summer was from someone else's child. So when our eldest was a firstie and a detailer, a female plebe had in nervousness said, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am to our son. So she was instructed to write a letter to us ex congratulating us on our new daughter. And it was just the funniest letter in the world. And to this plebe's credit, she was so witty. She was, she was very witty. Funny in how she wrote the letter. We're like, congratulations on your daughter. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, and I, I think that's where, the, yes, it's, it's really tough and it's not a lot of fun, but then there are a few moments where yeah. they do um, have fun. Yeah. Um, and something that's fun for parents, was that a good transition? Yes, that was smooth. Waldo hunting. Yeah. So good memories of Waldo hunting and hours in front of the computer trying to find pictures. Uh, I remember dragging out my magnifying glass. I remember my daughter was like the expert in our oldest. Is, is that him? Is that him? Because they all look the same, right? Especially right. Because the, the hair cut is the same. Do you have, Jeff and Carl, any advice or things from a dad's perspective that you can offer to other Navy dads about Waldo hunting? Yeah, I, I think the whole purpose of the photos being posted all summer is to give parents something to do. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, that's true. Because I remember on Plead Parent Weekend, we were showing our son photos we found of him. He's like, yeah, that's not me. Yeah, yeah. Like, sure it is. It's like, no, that's really not me. Well, it's in the book. It is now. And so we would spend hours looking for him. And it's truly busy work to keep our minds off there and not there. I remember when they went to the Bowie Sox yeah. game. And game. all of a sudden, in the middle of this crowd, she found him. I'm like, I, I, how did you know? Right. And, but it's... So she was successful. Yeah, mom's intuition. I, and, and a magnifying glass. And a magnifying glass. And so for us, I think it was truly keep us busy, but it was fun. He started creating folders. And I remember both our kids actually had fun seeing their photos from Plebe Summer mm. and saying, oh, yeah, I remember that. And you see smiles and different things and they did. Sometimes I cringe. Yeah. Yeah. I will say that um, my experience with the photos from Katie's BCT were a lot more painful than. Noah's because Katie uh, has this horrible expression on her face through half of them. But uh, when we were Waldo hunting, I I'm the only one in the family who did it. So my job was to go through all these photos and I would download them. And then to your point, there's two folders, ones I was sure of and ones I wasn't. And the ones I wasn't, I would give to Noah's mom and she'd go, no, no, yes, yes, no, no. Because she said, you know, I know my son. So that was the way we kind of to kind of suss through that. But I do think you're right. I created a photo book out of all the between the photos of from plebe summer than the ones from the rest of plebe year and taking screen captures from his snapchat and whatnot we created a created a book to kind of um 
chronicle at all. But Jeff, I think you hit it. I really do think it's something just, it probably cuts down on the number of phone calls that the Academy gets from worried plebe parents would be my oh, guess. Yeah. And, but, and a special hats off and thanks to the Alumni Association, yeah. Larry, Bob, and Tokes. Yeah. We're literally, we lived vicariously through yeah. their eyes. Nushi Carrera also. Yeah, Nushi yeah. And, and, and what they did. It's, you know, the thanks that we as parents can give them, mm-hmm. I don't think we can ever repay yeah. that little peace of mind they gave us. Well, and especially like you said, Japon, you have, you know, academy parents tend to have been very involved in their kids, everything the kids have done, then to kind of have that isolation, at least that's it, it eases that transition a little bit. Because I can only imagine 60 years ago when they didn't do something like that, the parents must have been, you know, and they weren't going to see their kids till Christmas were probably bouncing off the walls. Well, it's interesting because when Annie's dad was at the academy, he was class of 59 and he was an international student. Mm. So phone calls, planes, it's, it was non-existent. It was snail mail. Yeah. And it took like a month, but anyway. So we've talked a little bit about I-Day and Plebe Summer Mm. and looking for the Plebe parents, looking forward to Plebe Parent Weekend. Mm. Is there any advice that you would give, like one or two key things? And I think Jeff. I would like your answer to the eternal question to eat or not to eat in King Hall. I want that one. I want that one. Go so, get them. King Hall. It's truly a family decision. And, and my suggestion is listen to your plebe. Yeah. Because I promise you, second class parents weekend, they want to be in King Hall with you. Yeah. Our two plebes wanted to get off the yard as quickly and that. humanly as possible. And I remember we were admins on the page and I was given advice saying, well, just listen to your plebe and see what they want to do and all that. And a mom say to me, the word parenting is this weekend, just as much as the word plebe, this weekend's about me too. And we're eating at King Hall. I'm like, have a good meal. Yo, what am I going to say? So I think have that conversation with your plebe and listen to them. Don't force it because you want to experience it when you're, when you're mid can truly enjoy it, wait for second class parents weekend. Yeah. And they don't want to be eating under the watchful eye of their detailers too, because the detailers are also in King Hall. Oh, because I I remember plea parent weekend. Our eldest was saying, oh, there's my detailers. Oh, should we go up and introduce ourselves? No, no, no. Just keep walking. (laughs) Look down and keep going. (laughs) Just look straight ahead and don't touch them. (laughs) How about you, Carl? (laughs) Yeah. I, so I would definitely say, let your plea drive the weekend. The other thing I would say is, but have some suggestions because remember they haven't had to think for six weeks. Mm. They, you know, there, there's been no decision-making. It's just been, you know, told what to do. So it took me a couple of times to get my son to, I said, look, do you want to be right in Annapolis? Cause we can stay or in Annapolis or do you want to be out, you know, outside and his, and he said, finally, I don't want to be anywhere near downtown Annapolis. Like I want to get, so we just got a, you know, we got a hotel out on Riva, Riva Boulevard. He said, I don't want to, I don't want to be back in here. It's all the stuff they're doing in the yard. I don't want anything to do with it. Uh, I basically just want to sit in air conditioning, play video games and sleep. So that was pretty much it. I mean, that's, that's what we did. And I, I Jeff agree hundred uh, percent his mom and his sister went with him to King Hall on second class weekend. And it was a, it wasn't a great meal. It was a great experience. Um, you know, like as Noah says, feeding the animals at the zoo. Um, 
but yeah, I would definitely let your, you know, so we gave some, I said, look, we can go to Washington. We can go, you know, see, you know, we can go to you know, walk the national monument, what the national mall, we can do this, we can go to Baltimore, blah, 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 blah. And at the end of the day, he thought about it. And he said, no, I really, because I want to go to the mall. I want to drink some soda. And that was it. I brought the PlayStation down. He and Katie played Warhawk in the hotel room. And that was, I mean, that was pretty much the extent of it. He ate a lot of junk food. I would say this, any, and I, you guys probably experienced this, really important to be prepared for when it ends and this is very much about them and not a, and not about you as a parent it's going to be hard for you to say goodbye but um i had and again this is a parent who kind of told me to expect this so i watched it and on sunday you could almost see the shade coming down his face and of course the traffic was so bad because we, we didn't know to go through gate eight. We kept going through gate one and we're stuck in traffic. And he just looked, he goes, I got to go. And he jumped out of the car and ran for the gate. Um, but those last couple hours, you could see the tension buildings back in his face because he knew I got to go back to it. Like it's not, it's yes. not over. Let your plead guide the weekend, have suggestions for them, but follow their lead and be prepared for that that goodbye because that's going to be that, a tough one yeah for that separation yeah absolutely we asked our our son about it because every time that we would visit or that he would be home on leave and would leave and 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 was getting ready to go back he said he had to get his game face on and we saw mm -hmm. it with our two pleads where they start to either withdraw or they get super chatty well it's it's not their normal selves or right. uh, mine would get argumentative which they weren't or they would get irritable, which they weren't also. So they'll start to get a little bit out of character and, mm -hmm. and they're just thinking about having to go back and they've yep. had freedom with you. Now they have to go back and readjust to that super scheduled, the detailers and, and the whole uh, pressure. Because mm -hmm. it's a it can be a pressure cooker too. Uh, so like, you know, Jeff, like Plebe Summer's preparation for us, for them to be deployed. It, every time you're going to see them drink plea beer, that same thing is going to happen. Maybe not to the same degree, but every Sunday I would drop no off. You'd see mm -hmm. it start, that face start to come back and that, uh, you know, to put the game face on. That's a good way to put it, I think. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I agree. What do you think, Jeff? If you look at plea parent weekend, we didn't know what to expect. So we mm -hmm. kind of went overboard in terms of it was sensory overload because we had so many family members there oh, and gosh. all that, that it was overwhelming and... You know, our son was gracious, but there were times he just wanted to go up to the room and, and sleep. I mean, yeah. everyone wants to go to the movie theater. It doesn't matter what the movie is because they're just going to sleep. And I remember when we were preparing for our daughter's plea parent weekend, we said, what would you like? She says the opposite of what he had. Yeah. <laughs> I just want my two puppies and you guys yeah. and some of my favorite food and that's it. And so I think the first plea parent weekend was about, I don't want to say it was about us. It was us going overboard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we want to have his favorite foods, but apparently he didn't want all of them the same weekend. No, we, we purposely, this goes for the call too, and I didn't touch this word about the calls. For that first call, we made sure there was just us. And he's very, you know, Noah's very close with his grandparents, but we told the grandparents like, I'm sorry, it's just going to be, you know, it's just going to be the three of us. And, and, it, and that's all it was. So for parents weekend, a lot of people, well, we're bringing my aunt, uncle, and grandparents, and I, you know, your kids have had nothing but like attention, not always positive, but they're getting attention. What yes. they probably want to do is just be left alone. Hide under a rock. Yeah. And so, yeah, we, I, I, when I say that we, we went to the mall, know about a watch, 
and a pair of sunglasses. Don't be surprised if that's very important to your plea. And we ate in the food court. And I don't think we spent more than an hour outside the hotel room after that. It was, you know, you know, he put on his PT gear, did some wash and played Warhawk, slept and ate, ate donuts. That was pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I talk about a lot of things of what to expect in the book as well mm. and things to consider uh, for the parents that have the book. It might be helpful to go through mm -hmm. that and don't read ahead. That, um, you know, that's, that, that's, I'm sorry, Annie, to cut you off. Of course but I not. think that's, I think that's an important point. You have to take this thing one step at a time. It's yes. like eating a whale, right? You eat it one bite at a time. You got through I-Day, get through the first phone call, get through parents weekend. Just it's, you know, milestone after milestone. Just take it. Don't worry about, don't worry about um, Thanksgiving or Christmas break or spring break or the dark ages or any of that stuff. Really just, you know, just take it one step at a time. For one thing, you'll drive yourself crazy if you, if you don't, I think. Um, and the other thing is, this is, this is the first third you know, come parents weekend, you're one third of the way through your time at the Naval Academy. That's so right. don't, as much as you want to wish it away. And I will tell you, I wish Plebe Summer away hard. And looking back and thinking, well, that's time you're never going to get back. So as much as you can, you have to embrace it. Yeah. Like my uh, mentor, Elaine Bryce says, embrace the suck. Yes, you have to. Yeah. hundred percent. So is there anything that you wish that you knew like one thing, one key thing for dads in particular yeah. that you wish that you knew that you didn't know that helped maybe to get you through the four years or is there uh, something that you can offer to the uh, 2026 dads and future plea parents? I would say there's there's different answers and it's for, for me at least. Um, okay. Getting through the plea year thing was... Uh, about, about having other experienced parents support. Mm -hmm. That was, um, that's what got me through it. And listening to those people and focusing on what we were going through, not worrying about everybody else. I think after that, like the last, the last third, those last three years, I think was a little bit of a different animal. The pandemic threw a, a curve onto a lot of things, but, you know, I regret not going to a Halloween concert. So there's a couple of things like that. I always said, well, I wish we had done wish we had done that. I wish we had taken, you know, take advantage of everything you can when you can, because you never know what's going to happen. You know, so go to the army Navy game. You know, we went to all four, our son's senior year. We went to all the sprint football games, even a couple that we didn't think we were going to make. We went, just go, just go do it, see it, enjoy it. It gets it. I would go to the yard as often as you can. I guess the other thing I'd say, as far as just reaching out for support, no matter what your, what the situation is, chances are you can get help from a, a Naval Academy parent. So when Noah um, after for his youngster summer, he, one of the options was to sign up to go to Knowles, which you know, Knowles is huge into the outdoors, loves backpacking and camping. And at the time, we had to pay for that. That was something the Navy didn't cover. And he said, "Well, maybe I'll just wait until." I said, "You know what, dude? I said just just do it. Just you know, I'll sell a kidney or something. Just go." <laughs> so he signed up. He went. Ended up being a life changing experience for him something happened after he went, they either restricted the number of people or something changed. So it was very likely he would not have been able to do it again that, that if he had waited. So yes. just, just do it. You, you'll otherwise almost always you'll regret it. I think that would be my counsel. Yeah. Something similar happened with ours where our son was able to do an LREC. It's a language culture mm -hmm. thing. And he went, he was selected to go to Thailand for three weeks 
and they really delved into the culture and looked at the politics mm-hmm. and everything. And then our daughter had the same professor and applied to go, but they had cut funding. Mm-hmm. So she was not able to go because they had, they limited it to like first C's and some second class. Right. So definitely if they have an opportunity to do something, do, do it. it. Jeff, did you have? I, I think it's a similar vein is that enjoy the experience mm-hmm. as much as you can. And we, we were fortunate that we were a quick plane ride away. And we know there's many parents for different reasons or where they're located in the country part of the world. They don't have the opportunity to mm-hmm. do that. And that's why it's so important. When you do get the opportunities, take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, for four years, longer, pretty much all our vacations involved going to Annapolis. Mm-hmm. And that was a choice we made as a family. Mm-hmm. It wasn't till our daughter's first year we realized, holy cow, Washington, D.C. is nearby, too. <laughs> it only took us seven years to realize yeah. we don't need to be in Annapolis every time and, and just enjoy the area. It's, it's a wonderful There's ride. A yeah. I mean, things I wish I knew. I think in some ways the first time was probably good. I didn't know because mm-hmm. I think in some cases things were a little har- harder when our daughter was there. Because we kind of knew what was going to be happening mm-hmm. and we, we knew what was going on. I think truly the biggest relief was A, her brother being a firstie when she was there. Mm-hmm. And the second thing was, and I know Annie discusses it in her book, is when we were leaving Plea Parent Weekend, we had our two dogs with us. Also, this huge guy runs up, is like, puppies, I love puppies. It's like, sir, ma'am, can I say hi to your dogs? Lo and behold, it's the starting fullback for the football team. He's a firstie. <laughs> and he was talking to us. He goes, you have a son and daughter. I said, well, our son's a firstie. And he knew our son because our son's roommate, Plebe here, was one of the quarterbacks. Okay. And he said, well, how do you feel about your daughter being here? I said, well, with her older brother here, here being here, we feel better. And he said, sir, ma'am, you're wrong. He goes, she now has 4,000 brothers yeah. and sisters that have her back every day. Yeah. And there's just a sense, at least for, for us, there's a sense of peace knowing that she's take, taken care of. Yeah. And he was, and our oldest was taken care of as well. Yeah. Agreed. The suggestion is that at the parents club, a lot of the events like our parents club oh, had yeah. a tea for moms. Right. And myself and another dad's kidding around, like we should go out for beer. And, and my friend says, why don't we call it hops for pops? There you go. And I so like what it. we did was as a group, as dads, we got together. And, and, and of course you got together as couples and all that, right. but we made sure we had dad events and, and just were kind of there to support each other. And sometimes it'd be going out to a cigar bar and having a cigar, or sometimes yeah. it'd be just going out to dinner or things like that. But I think connecting is important because- Unless your kid is going through one of the service academies, other parents don't get it. No. I mean, and, and that's not a slight on them, but they, they, they don't get it. Because I remember another dad telling me, well, is it like your kids in prison? I said, no, not really. I said, during plebe year, they can only go out on weekends and that depends right. on duty. Well, you know, they don't have the freedom. I said, well, it's funny. I go, ask me what my son is doing now or my right. daughter. And he said, well, how would I know? I said, well, it's eight o'clock. So I know he's getting ready for a pro knowledge quiz. Right. And then no lights are at this time. I, at the time, their daughter was a freshman at a state school. And I said, well, where's she now? I don't know. Yeah. Who's she with? I don't know. I'm like, huh. And I walked away. 
it's just a different experience. So I think when you're able to share a similar experience, there, there's that connection. And yeah. you have children at two different academies. Yep. And the Air Force Academy experience, while similar, is different. It is. And, and so it's like adjusting yet another set of experiences. Yeah, I've, I've written that before that it, it's, you're right. It's not, I don't think, I think it's important for us to realize because your kid's going to a service academy, it doesn't make them any better than anybody else. No. It just chose a different path, right. but it's much different. Yes. And I would say, if you have a kid who goes to a division one school as an athlete, I couldn't, under, I mean, I've covered division one athletics, but it's a different, it's a different experience to go to, to go to Notre Dame and play football than it is to, you know, be a, a, a NARP at, um, at Indiana State. It's just, it's, it's different. And I'm not saying it's better or worse. It's just different at the service academy. It's a whole different experience. And some of your friends will try to understand and they'll get a little bit of it. But unless you've, you know, unless you've walked a mile in, in, you know, in their, in our shoes, you, you mm -hmm. they can't, they can't. Yeah. And it's a lot. It's it's connection. I think mm -hmm. connection is what makes this journey all the more worthwhile. I know that for me personally, I've made so many friends, whether it's on Facebook or just wearing my parents club name tag on the yard and right. somebody sees it or, you know, just uh, through book signings, obviously, and things like that. But to me, what makes it worthwhile is that connection to other Navy parents. Mm -hmm. And yes, you're right. There are friends whose kids go to normal college that I have a few friends that really invest themselves in trying to understand because they care about me. Right. Mm -hmm. But that's not always the case. But anyway, I, I, I think that's very insightful. Yeah, and, and the other advice I could give too is that you know some people say, well, your kids are going to school for free. No, they're in a deferred payment plan. Yeah. They're serving a minimum of five years. They are paying it back, but they're just paying it back differently. And yeah. it's, it's humbling. I know our kids, when they were plebes, they had a tough time when people thanked them for their service. Mm -hmm. Because like, I haven't done anything yet. I remember right. our eldest was on, he had a Liberty on a weekend and was up in New York and he's in his uniform. And there were two army privates that stopped and saluted him. He's oh, like, geez. no, 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 no. <laughs> our kids learned to say, well, you know, you're thanking it for those who aren't here and thank right. you for your support. But it's it's just different. I think, you know, as parents, of course, we're super proud. And of course, in some ways we go overboard and heavens, I don't have any t-shirts from any of the colleges I went to, but I promise you, I have a Navy and Notre Dame wardrobe. Right. And I think the best Halloween costume I ever saw on the yard was a upperclassman who dressed as a Naval Academy parent. Yeah. And on the shirt, it said, let me tell you about my mid. And on the yeah. back said, even if you didn't ask. Right. And so, <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I've told people this before. If it were up to me, neither one of them would have gone to an academy. I, I, I didn't want them to go. Yeah. I, I, you know, so people say, people will say, you must be very, you must be really happy. Like, well, I'm proud of them and I'm happy for them. If it were up to me, they would have stayed home so we could, watch the Marvel movies and play PlayStation all the yeah. time. That would be what I would want, but that's, um, that's not our journey. So we support them in whatever they do. But people say like, my brother will say, how many Navy shirts do you have? And I said, the answer will always be the same. Not enough. <laughs> well <laughs> that's said. Very true. And I think the saddest moment for me as a parent oh, was when yes. we couldn't drive on the yard. Yeah. Yeah. And we couldn't shop in the mid store. Yeah. 
And it's it's like withdrawal. So with that, grab your MedStore card and go shop right now. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, thank you both for joining me again. And Thanks, I hope that the dads out there, the new dads can take some of your advice to heart and that it's helpful to them. And I'm glad that we were able to focus on your dad journey for this podcast. Mm -hmm. And as always, Carl, Jeff, thank you so much for joining me and for your support. Thank you. And thank you so much for being here. And of, of course, we always end our podcast with like, go Navy, beat Army. Well, actually, he could say go Air Force because we both agree about beating Army. That's the only thing we agree on. Okay, beat so how about, how about you say go Air Force, you say go Navy, and I'll say beat Army. Got Ready? it. Go. Go. Carl. go Air Force. Go Navy. Beat Army! Go Navy. All right, woo! <laughs>